following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning, I think that dude was just putting out something, what he thought was on the QT, to let everybody know, I'm totally with this kid. I'm just sorry I got to put him in jail. Because I don't like those yellow people either. Like, like the real Donald Like, if I saw somebody really walk up and punch Donald Trump, I would enjoy that a little bit more. Not condoning violence, but sometimes I understand. I mean, am I wrong with that? Like, I don't understand what is wrong with our country when somebody just can't show a titty. The five-minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Ruben Brown. Happening right now. The long red beard, Moby. <laughs> I actually cut it down trended. a little bit, but he trended. Like I you cut it down that? a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, my bad. I didn't notice another dude's beard. Yo, rule number one: if you don't start noticing like different haircuts and whatnot, you're in trouble. No, rule number two: I notice women's haircuts and things of that sort. <laughs> you better practice. I, you better practice. I mean, I, I notice women's stuff. I don't need to notice this dude. I notice right beard. away. I, know I mean, that's great. I, I'm just saying, but you you led with the beer comment, and then all right, never mind. You good? You good? Hey, you know what? My See bad, now, that's just... passive aggressive, meaning that you're gonna <laughs> fail in your marriage. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I'm a fail in my non-marriage, but hey, whatever. We're I just mean, giving you a hard time, bro. I mean, hard time. You can give me nothing. I'm just chilling, as really? I always do. Really? That's right, because I'm here when I'm here. You know, except, for, except, except when, when you're not. That's see, look at you, y'all catching up already. That's what I'm saying. So, of course, this week we had a new episode of Five Minute Warning because that's what we do. Every week is a new episode because if we're not putting out new episodes, what you listening to? So, before we get into that, I need to get something off my chest. For once in my life. This has got to be the worst NCAA bracket I've ever put together. Oh my God. This stuff is terrible. At the last second, I changed from Gonzaga, win it all, to Virginia. Why'd you do that? I just don't think Gonzaga's going to do it, man. I don't have any faith. I mean, I know it's not a series, it's one game, but Gonzaga is the best team in the tournament that I've seen. So I don't know if that was a good idea to start with. Well, I figured UVA would come back and tell everybody, hey, get off my nuts. You know, we got sick. We still come back and win a national championship. But they're not the no. same team they were two years ago because they skipped last year. I understand that. But the biggest issue is that they lost to Ohio embarrassingly. And I mean, UVA is either I'm taking it all or we're not getting out the first round. And that's just the way it don't have to be now from now on. But when it's all said and done in my bracket, I'm still number nine out of like 30. So I don't feel bad, but I just know that my line's going to end eventually. And then Illinois decided they wanted to lose today. The it's <sighs> one game, man. Yeah, man, but when you had them going to the Final Four, your bracket's jacked up. Well, my thing is, if you can get out of the, with those pools, if you can get out of the first weekend, your chances are significantly better. Yeah, but I've already lost two Final Four teams in the first weekend. Ouch. So, yeah. Well, makes sense. It ain't pretty. I did pick North Texas out of Conference USA to win, though. But did you did you pick Abilene? 
to beat Texas? Hell no. <laughs> Nobody picked Abilene. I got to say, uh, I didn't expect Norfolk State to win. Um, I mean, obviously, it's just one game, and they could have had a really, really good night. But I did not expect them to play poorly, and there's a difference. Um, I mean, you know, they from here. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm all for the home team, but there are some things that I saw last night that, uh, you know, high school JV team shouldn't do. And I'm like, I thought they could have played better. So hopefully the next time they make the big dance, you know, they show better. Because I, I didn't think that Gonzaga beat the crap out of them as much as they beat themselves for at least 25 of those points. No, nah, I guess I could beat the crap out of them. I mean, they did, but I just don't think, I just think, you know, I don't think they played well. I think they played poorly. I don't know. I'll take y'all's word on it because I still ain't really been watching. Yeah, the only reason I watched last night because it was the home team. Had to see that. But it, it was, uh, if you ever get a chance to watch it, it just wasn't, a, it wasn't good basketball on their part. They they really didn't look like a college team at all. So, you said something to me months ago that I didn't understand. Actually, in my defense, I didn't claim to understand it because I haven't read the comics and all, and all that, so I don't know a lot of the history. But Lauren and I sat and watched the Zack Snyder's ver, uh, version of the Justice League, and everything you said was exactly right because a lot of things that I didn't know I didn't understand... I said, okay, now I totally get where all that stuff I didn't understand came from. It doesn't. Re- it didn't really matter to me then because, like I said, I don't know the history. But for me, looking at it from Zack Snyder's point of view, I was like, this explains everything. I mean everything, or at least everything that was in the film. Now, again, I'm not a big comic book guy, so I don't know how accurate it was to the comics or whatever it was, but I'm saying his version of that movie began and ended and you understood everything that was happening and that epilogue at the end man so i applaud the dude i don't know what joss whedon was thinking how long was the movie it was four hours and two minutes from beginning credits to end credits it was four (laughs) hours and two minutes and i'm telling you we were engaged for four hours and two minutes well what i'm saying is should they have just made it a two-part movie and just released it that way I mean, they could have, but, and I think that if his, if uh, Zack Snyder's daughter doesn't kill herself, I think they probably would have because, like Ruben was saying months and months ago, there are so many things that you don't understand. I mean, like I said, my experience was different because I don't know the history. So there's nothing that I didn't understand. It just happened and I accepted it. But if you really read the comics and all that, then there's a whole lot of things that you're sitting there going, and you didn't say this and you didn't say that, but you said this and the other? For real? Come on, man. You can't do that. Well, for four hours, we sat and watched every backstory come to the real plot as other, you know, uh, secondary plots were happening and then have that kind of shirt up at the end for the next Justice League. And it was it was really good. I was thoroughly impressed. Like I said, we were engaged for four hours and two minutes. It was good. Now, again, this so is coming ba- from... You, some- you, so you're basically saying if that would have been the first version, it wouldn't have got so many trash reviews? Absolutely. And this is based on what Ruben was feeling when we talked about it. And I didn't really... I didn't disagree with him because I didn't have the knowledge to disagree with him. But now seeing this, I understand exactly why he was so upset. And I'm telling you, man, this this was it was good. 
It was really good. Like, I still haven't seen it, and I can't wait to see it. But I saw the trailer, and I saw Darkseid in the trailer, and I was like, this is already better than the first movie. Just by seeing Darkseid shoes Omega Beams for two seconds, I was like, this is already better than the first movie. Because if you're going to sit here and tell me that that piece of garbage dude took the Justice League to the limit, I'm going to tell you that Earth going to die. Because there's absolutely no way that Justice League going to be able to touch Darkseid if they let that punk dude do work. And that's a dude, once again, I mean, I don't remember him from the comic books. I almost feel like they made him up, but I don't think they <laughs> did. But, I mean, he's like he's like a third lieutenant, apparently, at Dark Side. And that dude don't get no love. So, uh, I can't wait to see it. I just got to find four hours of time to see it. You really do, because I promise you, the only... Well, I'm going to say it's like three hours and 50 minutes, because... The ending credits are kind of long, but I'm telling you, man, it is for, you know, essentially four hours. It keeps your attention. It's really good. Well, I'll say this. Then we'll move on. It, you know, Fantas- the new Fantastic Four was a good movie. So I expect this to be a good movie. Even though everybody in that grandma said that Fantastic Four movie was terrible. I call them, I say to them, kick rocks. Grow up. It's called the future. Let it go. Get off the Johnny Storm crap. So, what's going on, E-Money? How you living today, brother? Glad to see you with us again for another episode. Now we got that out the way, we're going to get into a little bit of craziness in this world. Now, like I was saying, last week, some bad stuff happened in Atlanta with um, somebody going in killing eight people. At that, you know, killed six Asian women and stuff like that. But that's not really what I want to talk about. Because everybody knows that story. The story that some people might not know is what happened later on that day. Because, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like you either need to get the right person talking or get somebody else talking. Because it is 100% sure that nobody from law enforcement should ever be talking. Because the um, law enforcement official says about the gentleman who killed eight people once again he killed eight people yesterday was a quote yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did unquote what your bad day means you gotta go kill people (laughs) I don't need that kind of bad day ever I mean when when are we gonna stop doing this to, to cops man like he's a cop he ain't he ain't quit to talk to the media. Stop stick stop sticking a microphone in front of police officers who have no experience or desire to be in front of the microphone because they're gonna say stupid shit. That's just what's gonna happen. Well, is it really <laughs> stupid yes. or is it him relayed relaying in the best way he could how he truly felt? I mean, he's tone deaf. That's what it is. But the thing is, a lot of them are. So don't don't set them up for failure, man. I'm not excusing the stupidity of it because he should be smart enough to know that you don't sum up killing eight people with saying he had a bad day and that he seems remorseful for what happened. Like, first of all, that ain't your place. Yeah. Second of all, white guy with the microphone, like just pass it on to somebody else. Just 
as a police officer or anybody who is in law enforcement that gets forced to have to talk about something like this all you need to do is go up there and tell the facts of what happened what information you have and then you take your ass off the stage don't, don't answer ask, no don't, questions don't answer no questions don't try to give no personal insight how do don't, you feel about that yeah don't, don't no psychology it's just your cop that's your job let the lawyers and other people talk you say nothing i mean there's a reason why the president only talks well excuse me most presidents <laughs> i'm glad you corrected oh, yourself <laughs> only talk with cards in their hand and they follow those cards but on the press briefing there's usually someone else who's just a little bit more refined in talking to the media other than sometimes yo dumbass so you know i think every police i think every police station should have a pr person and let that person talk because clearly y'all ain't getting the job done properly and then too if if you don't do that i need you to have like somebody right beside you like the governor of virginia got he got his wife because like when he got there and started talking that crazy and when the dude was like hey can you do a moonwalk on stage and his fool ass was about to do it his wife was like no dear that's unappropriate no she went like this excuse me no dear that's unappropriate and he was like yeah that's unappropriate we can't do that you gotta you can't just leave these cops up there by themselves i mean you just can't they they're not qualified man and I, no. and and this ain't no shade to them. I'm, I'm sure there are some very well spoken. <laughs> oh, you must be talking about the black ones. You talking about the black ones, ain't you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure there are some well spoken officers out there. What I'm saying is, I don't understand this demand that the media has from public. I guess from the officers to give their feeling and perspective about an arrest, like. All he needs to go up there and say the custody, the suspect is in custody. This is where we found him. This is his condition, physical condition. I don't need to know about his mental condition. That's not his place. And you know, we're gonna let this play out. We're done. I mean, <laughs> you know, but the reason why, the reason why he didn't do that is because when it's all said and done, he don't give a damn. Uh, this dude went on shit, shot eight people. Wait a minute. Six. Uh, oh, that's right. He killed those two white people. <laughs> you know, but these other six, you know, that's what he was. He was pretty much saying, I mean, I get it. The dude got issues. He had a bad day. But you know what? I know six to eight other people who had worse days. Just saying, you know. AG, what you got, man? You've been silent. I've been silent because I've been listening. The thing I have is what I already said. I'm not going to give the guy that much slack because I think it could have been lack of training. And I do agree with that um, because you're right. You know, somebody that's a, that's a pure PR person or is trained to do so, what Moby said was absolutely right. He was like, get up there and say the facts, go home. That's it. What he said rubs me the wrong way because I have heard cops you know, kind of had diarrhea to mouth. I have not heard a cop that is talking about someone who has killed six people, I mean, eight people, 
two on accident, six people, two on accident, which is a total of eight, and said lead with he was having a bad day. Because for me, based on some of the things that they found out about the cop, meaning that he is in line, his his personal beliefs are in line with why this kid killed all those folks, start with. And it's like, you're just letting me know that you feel the same way. And how can I do that without thinking I'm telling everybody how I personally feel? That's what I think actually happened. I don't think the guy was, you know, had lack of training. I think that dude was just putting out something, what he thought was on the QT to let everybody know I'm totally with this kid. I'm just sorry. I got to put him in jail because I don't like those yellow people. So that's what I actually think that happened. If that's not the case, I'll be wrong and that's fine. But that's the way it rubbed me the first time I heard it. Well, and I I don't disagree with that. I mean, but I would also say that as a police officer, I do understand how you may be a little bit more desensitized to these situations than the average person being what you see on a daily basis. And because of that is why I don't think you should be in front of the microphone because you're naturally going to be desensitized to these type of things. Mm -hmm. You may be tone deaf to the idea that, you know, this isn't just a suspect who I guess took the lives of a couple of assailants. These are people that this person just took life away from who had families. So, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I think a lot of it is just him kind of telling inadvertently his own personal feelings about the situation as well. But I could also understand how officer might be like, look, we see this stuff all the time. Maybe not to this degree, but we see death and stuff like this a lot. So sometimes we're a little desensitized and tone deaf to how we should talk to to it in public with people who don't also see the same things we see on a daily basis. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. But would he lead with he had a bad day if the assailant was black? No, because he's an idiot. I no, mean, he's a little more than an idiot. That's what no, I'm saying to you. No, and I'm not. No, no. I, I imagine that if the suspect was black, um, his level of empathy towards the victims would have been on showcase a little bit more because there was no empathy towards the victims when talking about this probably because the suspect looked like it could have been his own son well then that's my whole point that's all i was really trying to say and that's why i said y'all are giving him a pass because that's the part that wasn't coming up or at least if it didn't for me it wasn't coming up hard enough I ain't giving them a pass. I'm saying that we shouldn't be putting these people in position to say stupid stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I realize what you were saying, and what you're saying, what you're saying is true. But for me, like I said, when you asked me about what I thought about it, I'm sitting here going, "No, he racist as hell, and he just he thought he was on the QT by saying what he said, how he said it, and what he said. Because if that assailant was any other color, I don't think he would have led with he had a bad day." Because there are a lot of people that have bad days that do awful things, but I've never heard law enforcement lead with that. I mean, in all honesty, at least they didn't lead with mental health, because that's usually how it happens when it's a white person. Like, we hear about their mental health, and he was depressed. Well, he kind of did. Yeah, he didn't lead with it, though. He just, he, I mean, he, he angled towards it. He didn't lead with it. I mean, if had a bad day, doesn't exactly mean, you know, 
it was all rainbows and flowers. Yeah, but but I, di- I didn't hear about how he was depressed and how his puppy died last week and how he was, you know, <laughs> trying to deal with his unemployment during this pandemic. I didn't hear about all the, the things that, you know, everyday people have to go through, too, that no, somehow but- gets empathized a little bit more when the person has no pigmentation. But 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 you did hear about his want to get rid of his temptations that had absolutely nothing to do with I, anything. I, I wish I don't even want to talk about the actual person who did this. Like let's but he another talk, day. But the police talked about that. Yeah, but I, I intentionally I mean, danced around that because I just I don't want to talk about the incident. I mean, I'm just saying that he did throw some mental health in there. It might not have been like the first thing you it, heard, it but it was like number two. It was a direct because usually they call it right out right away yeah but i don't know i ain't giving this dude a pass on nothing i just think he shouldn't like talk in front of nothing after a certain age you shouldn't be talking in front of anybody like because somebody else talked like then they put this dude up there and i was like Ugh. but you're right enough of that garbage they are the greatest story of the week this is the story of the week right here and if you ever wanted to to punch a president, <laughs> a whole bunch of people did it in Texas. Now let me let me let me read it out to you. Not read out to you, but let me explain to you. Basically, in Texas, they had this museum and they had wax statues. So somebody did a Donald Trump wax statue. Unfortunately, they had to put it away in storage because people kept punching it. Like they would come out, they'd come and see it. And they would punch it in the face or they'd punch it in the stomach or whatever. Now, once again, you know, this is a wax figurine. However, wax figurines are exactly, you know, cheap. And then basically people are just destroying this. So they had to put they didn't they didn't like move it. They didn't put it around some. No, no, no. They took it off the floor and said nobody can see it. But the question here is, gentlemen. How good would it have been felt to punch that wax statue? It wouldn't have felt good. Or, I think what would have made me feel good is to just not pay it any mind. It's not worth my time, man. That guy is not worth my time in any way. And the idea that he's not president anymore just makes it that much easier. So for me, I'm like, I'm not. I'm just gonna waste my time. I'm not gonna sit there and like get you know have a, have law enforcement give them any reason to take my black ass to jail because I was destroying private property. I ain't trying to do all that. It's like I saw it and it doesn't even look like him. It looks like the guy from Better Call Saul. Anyway, so I'm sitting here going, yeah, I don't have time for that. I, he just doesn't matter. He just doesn't matter. Indifference is where I'm at. So you trying to say, AG, if nobody was watching, you wouldn't have took a swing? No. Not worth my time. If you if you won't go into jail? If I knew I wasn't going to jail and I knew I wasn't going to hit that thing wrong and break my knuckle, if I knew nothing, nothing, no repercussions for me at all, I would still keep it moving because I, it, it, I, just, I don't hate to do. It's just indifference. I just don't care. Boom. And that's where I wanted to be because I don't want to waste. I am so tired of wasting energy on people that aren't freaking worth it. And that's where I'm at in my life. I mean, really, it's not a person. It's just a wax well, statue. it is a person if you hit them because that's the personification. That's the personification in this story. They're looking at something that that is an inanimate object, 
and they're treating it like a person. That's why the wax figure is there to start with, to represent a person. I'm just not going to give it the time of day. Ooh. Yeah, okay. I Tell mean, me something different, Moby. I can't because I don't I wouldn't have hit it either, man. No, I don't wrong I don't I don't care enough to, man. Like I, I honestly just don't care enough to. And I would have laughed at other people doing it, but that's about as far as my level of animosity towards a wax figurine would have went. Like I would have felt better about somebody actually doing it. Like, like the real Donald, like if I saw somebody really walk up and punch Donald Trump, I would enjoy that a little bit more. Not condoning violence, but sometimes I understand. That's what Chris Rock said. <laughs> That's what Chris Rock said about OJ. I'm just saying. I mean, but no, I like I just I don't I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand why these people are getting so much joy out of punching it. Second of all, I bet most of the people that hit it were white because black people would still think they were gonna go to jail for doing it. I, I'm just saying, like I, I'd be like, look, I'm, I know it's a wax figurine, but I'm not sure they still won't lock my black ass up for something. Like, I mean, they could lock you up, and it would be legit because you're deal, you're talking about private see, property. See, see, I'm not talking about could. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they would. Like the well, black, the black, the black in me wouldn't allow me to think. They, they wouldn't find a way to arrest me for it. Well, the, the black in me says those two words are interchangeable. Your ass is going to jail <laughs> if you touch private property, which it should. It's private property, no matter how you feel. So the idea that you're risking going to jail to give the man a reason to take you to jail without substance is ridiculous. And again, I tell you, I'm not going to waste time on someone that doesn't matter to me. I am completely indifferent to that, dude. So, Ruben, tell me all about how you would have bodied that wax figurine. You're going to go WWE on it, ain't you? You're going to put it in a figure four? Definitely not. You okay. hit that RK on him? I mean, <laughs> as long as it was out of nowhere. I mean, Ruben had like he's going to jump off the top rope and just like, you know. So, first of all, the hell no, I ain't touching this thing. Because, like you said, I ain't trying to go to jail. However... There are some visitors who punched it and scratched it. So, you know, some women have some issues with that because I don't know no dude scratching the model. But, I mean, real talk, I don't I don't like wax figurines anyway. So, I would probably never go to look at it. That, that shit's kind of creepy. I just, yeah, I just think that shit's creepy. I mean, it's, to me, it's like, it's like clowns, man. Nah, I don't do clowns. I don't trust it. I just don't. Well... It doesn't seem like this is very interesting, but I will say the thing that interests me about the whole thing is the fact that this this wax figurine really does look like Better Call Saul, dude. I mean, I, I, the thing I think is interesting, instead of them getting rid of it, they just said, nah, we're just going to put it in storage. We're going to let this thing cool off a little bit. Maybe we can put it back up in a couple of years when people ain't so mad at them no more. Which ain't going to happen. So. Exactly. Well, yeah, the that. funny thing is this happened in Texas of all places. I thought Texas would be like taking selfies with it and whatnot. Oh, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm about to say, like, we only hear one half of the people. Like, there was probably a whole bunch of people checking the deuce with it in selfies. But let's be real. Who, I mean, do black people go to wax museums? Wax, I mean, I don't. Oh, Moco Cowboy says, save it for when he comes back in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. He can. He can. Yeah. Legally, he can. So oh, I don't want to laugh too hard because I take everything seriously. Yeah, whatever. 
Well, you can okay. whatever all you want to. Let that dude show up in 2023 running, and I'm going to call you on the phone. And I then mean, I'm going to talk about run. you on the podcast. He's going to run, and then the, the hope is somebody from the other party calls him old like he called Biden old. Did that stop it? I mean, that's not going to stop him. It's not enough. They ain't got. They don't have. They're no. I'm just saying. I just need somebody. To 2024, do it. Donald Trump, unless he's killed or dies, he has I mean, a legit chance. We're not all I'm that saying, lucky. We're not that lucky. All I'm saying is. <laughs> all I'm all I'm saying is, it just needs to happen, because I'm just petty like that. So. Okay. Understood. Self self awareness. Hey, yes. That's I it. appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. My petty is on like. One thousand sometimes, but that dude's more petty than me. So I mean, it'd be me going against the master, and I would lose. He don't know me. He still, uh, it would be embarrassing. All right. So for some people who watch things like the Grammy Awards, apparently everybody who watched it saw the Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion Watt performance. <sighs> now, here's my thing. I ain't see it. I did see the video later. To me, it was just like the video video. The only difference between the two, they didn't look like they were going to kiss in the music video, but they did look like they were going to kiss on the Grammys. I ain't, I don't got no issue with that. You do what you do, girls. But like, I guess my thing is, I'm sick of everybody complaining about Cardi B. Like, and, and, the, and her songs and stuff is like, Look, you know, there are two things you can do. If you don't like WAP, you had two options. You can continue to watch it, or you can turn a channel. And then on top of that, you know, what I don't like also is all these celebrities and whatnot trying to trying to make this polit- political like your girl Candace Owens. Hey, Candace, um, what do you... I thought you were gone. Stay, just stay gone. I mean, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm sick of everybody on Cardi B's junk. Hey, look, man, if they want to have stripper pose in that video, they can do what they want. They would be half naked in the video, do what they want. You know what? And then for somebody, I've heard somebody compare this to the Janet Jackson Super Bowl. That's what got us in this horrible Super Bowl crap as it is. All because Justin accidentally showed a, a titty. I mean, like, be waiting to see titties. I mean, am I wrong with that? Like, I don't understand what is wrong with our country when somebody just can't show a titty. I mean, and the whole world goes crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, just it's just like, it. but I'm just saying, man, like, what? Like, you, so don't, you what? really don't two, understand what's going on with that. I No, I do understand. I'm just sick then of why it. Why are you outraged? I'm, so, I'm outraged because I'm sick of it. Let the, If they want to show half their body on TV, hey, man, just pay the fine from the FCC. Or you know what? Change your damn channel. I'm just sick of every. And then they come to her personally with it. Look, man, if she wants to make a song called Wet Ass P, so what? Let her make a song called Wet Ass P. Don't go on Fox News and talk about how she's destroying kids and stuff like that. No, man. If Cardi B is destroying your child, that's a you problem. And I'm sick of you blaming everybody else for it. I'm just, I'm done with it. I don't care. Somebody else take over because I'm getting this mad. Well, I can't really follow you because I don't really get upset how people get outraged because it's like, you know, they want their their pretend world to look a certain way. And when somebody comes and just destroys that, they get a little upset. 
You know, I'm just saying. I, now, I do understand what you're saying, too. But, I mean, look, man, when you watch the Super Bowl and then a titty come out, there's a problem. I know it was on accident, but I'm just saying. It's like, I'm you- saying it was an accident. <laughs> it's not like, it's not, not like just like, yo, man, look at this. Oh, man, but, he hit but a button. But I'm saying at the, same t- at the same time, it's like, what has it been, like 10 or 15 years since that happened? And, and 20 man I feel like it's almost been 20 that's what I thought and it's like people are still talking about it. it's an unforgettable moment and if you yeah. expect people to just to be like oh okay whatever you're you're wrong that is never gonna happen Janet Jackson's nah. boob came out and we all wanted to see it anyway and we got a chance to see it end of story but, but the world gives us because of that we get like we get like Super Bowl things like the weekend and I'm not saying that we get a bad a bad musician that Super Bowl concert was not good well, I, man, all I'm saying is I'm just addressing the outrage. And for me, I understand how people get outraged about that. But at the same time, I understand what you're talking about, too. I'm just surprised that you don't know mechanically how that happened. I, I mean, mean I first, of all, I just, first of all, let's 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 call it what it is. We're talking about a song called Wet Ass Pussy. I mean, we got to start there. And if you don't think that's going to shock people, in fact, the song was written just to do so. Now, she's telling a very old and true story. But what I'm saying to you is the fact that when you say stuff like that, that's usually, you know, supposed to stay off of off the tape. This got said, this got written down, this got recorded, this got mixed, this got mastered and released to the public. And you don't think people going to trip? Come on, man. That's why we call it WAP anyway. I mean, the, the name of the song is WAP. It just means what that's what it is. Exactly. So I mean, all but, man, look, all I'm telling you is I don't understand how you don't understand this. I'm just saying that Candace Owen didn't know what it was till somebody told her what it meant. Because I didn't know what it was till like three man, minutes into the video. She, she knew what it was. She know what that song mean. And when the cameras ain't on and she ain't tap dance with these white folks, she probably be playing <laughs> that shit herself. So I don't, I, I don't want to hear that. But um, yeah, I think I think everybody's outrage is misplaced. Like. Once again, I just feel like nobody wants to take personal responsibility. They made a song called Wet Ass Pussy. The Grammys knew what the song was called. The Grammys were aware of how the music video was. The Grammys were aware that these are two sexualized artists that sell sex pretty much in every song. So the audacity of them to then act like or as someone would say, start clutching their pearls because these two women are talking about wet ass pussy and gyrating and shaking their ass for the world to see. What the hell did you think was going to happen? Did you think they were going to come out with a gospel choir and start singing wet ass pussy? Did you, did, did you think they was going to make some political statement through the iconic inspirational black song of wet ass pussy like come on man like why are we acting as if this performance like it was a trashy performance for a trashy song which has a place in everybody's cd player or mp3 whatever you listening to like it's hot so it ain't like all these people who are saying that it's trashy and i can't believe it like well there's a whole bunch of people out there who are listening to it and they ain't all under 18. there's a whole bunch of 20 plus year old women 30 plus year old women 40 plus year old women hell 50 plus year old women who are bumping 
wet ass pussy and they know know what the song is about it's just like when juvenile back that ass up comes on it unifies women whether you like the reason it's unifying them or not doesn't matter let's just not act like this song and this performance was so trashy that for some reason like now everything is ruined like they knew it was coming they they had a rehearsal for everybody to see it was staged it wasn't like this was sporadic like when they were scissoring on stage they planned that 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 was planned which i mean hey whatever like if that's your thing that's your thing but for you to act like i don't believe they're showing this don't be mad at cardi don't be mad at megan be mad at the effing grammys for 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 throwing it out there if if you are so upset that these women performed this really sexualized song for you to see then you shouldn't watch the fucking grammys no more because it's not like they didn't (laughs) tell you that cardi b and megan the stallion won't go perform it was a headliner it was a headlining act but you know you know i'll take what you said moby and i'm gonna switch it a little bit if anything we should be thanking the grammys for catching up to the normal shit I mean, because remember back in the day on the Grammys, it used to be fairly boring. You might have one or two acts with some upbeat stuff, but it's usually like the Foo Fighters or something like that. But normally you hear a whole bunch, like, don't get it twisted. Me and John Legend are cool. There's only so many John Legend songs that require him to be on the piano that I really want to listen to. You know, in the pleasure of my own house by myself. It's just not happening. So I'm just saying, I feel like if anything, one, the Grammys didn't really have a choice because unfortunately the song made a whole bunch of money and it was on the, I mean, it was just super popular. Like you said, they didn't have a choice because if you do a Grammys without that, then you whitewashed it. It's almost like you didn't have a choice because they had the baby's punk ass up there and we all know how I feel about that dude. But I mean, the thing about it is I feel like if anybody's mad, you need to be mad at yourself because unfortunately this is what is music today well, on a certain it's, level it's two separate issues if you want to be mad that at the popularity that these women are getting for basically rapping about prostitution because that's what a lot of them are doing then that's a separate issue i have no if you don't like that i have a i have no problem with that because i've expressed my disdain for it not all of it but i just w- wish there was more options you know what i'm saying i wish yeah. in the female hip-hop realm had more options they could rap about something that's not about themselves and having sex and all that and it's yeah. good and people listen to it i feel so you. so so i understand like, if that's your issue that's fine but that's a separate issue than bashing cardi b and megan for the performance because the performance was exactly what it was supposed to be because of what the song was and everybody knew what the song was. So if you if you had such a problem with the music and the idea of it, as soon as Cardi B and Megan were getting ready to perform, you should have turned the channel. You should have been like, no, this ain't something I want to see. Or if you had kids in the room with you, you should be like, no, this is not what I think is appropriate for my kid to see. And I have no beef with you. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But for you to get mad at somebody for their artistry however you want to call it or not. if you don't think it's art if you think it's trash fine don't listen to it but you don't call them out 
and attack them for being put on the platform that millions of other people put them on it's, it's two separate issues if you say i don't like the trashy music cool but don't trash the person don't trash the messenger trash the message yeah and then remember this song is a year old this song literally came out when the pandemic started last year so yeah. it's like and i guess what i'm saying is First of all, if and they you like they premiered talking. it on the Grammys. Like, yeah. if, if they premiered this on the Grammys and everybody got mad, I fully get it. I'd be like, all right, yeah, you weren't ready for it. Nobody knew it was about to happen, but everybody this, knew what the song was. Yeah, this song, this video came out Revolt last year, and if you don't know what Revolt is, that's probably a good idea. But you know, the thing about it, it came out on that, which is literally a. Uh, a black version of MTV that's less than BET that P Diddy owns. So like the only place that still plays videos pretty much. So it came on on that. And then I saw it. I was like, whoa. All right. We gonna do all that. So but yeah, I'm just sick of people bashing artists for their artistry. And then you go then you got the nerd to talk about Cardi B's kid, man. That has nothing to do with this. I mean if you depending on how it doesn't matter how you make money just because you got kids that don't mean you shouldn't make money in a certain way you make money how you need to make money you know as long as it's legal and stuff like that so i don't know i'm just over those cats so that's my anger moment of the week there's a whole bunch of pearl clutching going on i'm sure <laughs> is that gonna be our new thing pearl clutching? <laughs> now we gotta give we gotta give uh credit where credit is due who's did, did, did that, that was uh, e Money seven five seven say that last week? No, no, that, that, that's that was Yaka. Oh my, that was hilarious. Clutching them pearls. Uh, <laughs> what's hilarious. going on, Moco Cowboy? See you out there, brother. So, all right, it is time for the most exciting uh, segment of everybody's week. It is the my five. Yay! Y'all, man, y'all terrible. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, we need to get a sound effect if you need if you need some somebody to hype you up like that. I mean, I'm, I'm hyping it up, but I get a thank there you. There we go. <laughs> Even though I really hate that sound effect, well, like, it's the best the hype thing I got on my short I notice. Man. I understand, man. I just, it ain't your fault, man. But I'm so over. It. I'm like, I want to strangle the next dude who says it because you know it went from DJ Clues punk ass to wrestling it got what? on wrestling what, what? i'm sorry DJ Clue, i'm sorry ass. i apologize man apologize. what did clue do what did drop it clue bombs man I'm, i got sick of that shit i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't need you to drop a, a clue bomb what is it who said it um uh i don't remember who said it hey hey clue drop a bomb on it i was like dude just stay beside i'm whatever we're not gonna get to that it's a different conversation <laughs> so this is my five is five times music changed and or defined or changed your life okay all right the first time in 1984 uh molly crew released looks to kill and i had seen i didn't even know who molly crew was so i'm sitting around watching mtv when mtv was all videos and so i'm sitting here going okay this song is kind of dope and then I saw Tommy Lee play drums and my life was over as I knew it. And that led me to play drums. And then that led me on a musical path and that musical path led me to this day. So that's a life-changing moment. 
they didn't necessarily change music necessarily because they were on the the top end of rock and roll going from what it was in the 70s to what it became up until 1991 but that's the whole van halen thing that's you know that was well before then so for me it's a life-changing experience because before that moment i had no clue what was going to inspire me none and then i saw that and then i did so in 1986 and 1991 respectively walked this way and bring the noise were released now the reason why that was such a big deal to me that's a that's a life-changing thing and a music changing thing because to my knowledge that was the first time racial boundaries were crossed and genre music genre uh, boundaries were crossed so you have Aerosmith and Run DMC doing an Aerosmith song and then you have Public Enemy and Anthrax doing a Public Enemy tune something I could never figure but when it happened it changed all it changed everything so musically it was a it was a big deal because there would be no Limp Biscuit without that personally it was a big deal because that was the first example I saw of people getting along racially and musically which I thought could happen, but since it hadn't happened in a way in which I can understand it, then it didn't exist until then. 1988, After Police was released. That was a music-changing thing because rap took a turn for the better, as far as I'm concerned, because now you're talking about people talking or rapping about their experience in a very raw way, which led to what they were talking about, which helped me understand that there's a real problem between black folks and police. Now, my upbringing doesn't necessarily, you know, there's no call to action for me. Living in the suburbs where my parents put me, it's re- it was really hard for me to see. But when you hear that song and then you start to, you know, understand what South Central's like, you know, certainly from an audience type of, you know, perspective, but you see these images that you've never seen before. And then the whole Rodney King thing, and then the then the, the riots or whatever, then going back, you know, 30 years to, you know, Trenton and then, you know, Watts and all that stuff and understanding that, you start putting things together. I don't think without this particular song, rap is what it is now. And me seeing exactly what is happening at that age. I just don't see that based on my own upbringing. So in 1991... 10 was one was released uh 10 by pearl jam was a music thing because at that point you know good music's good music but in 1991 on i felt like one day i was listening to hair metal and then the next day i was listening to pearl jam and hair metal died it just went away it just felt like overnight and that led to the next like 10 or 11 years of music, rock and roll, pop rock sounding a certain way when it seemed like weeks before that, it was different. And so I'm sitting here going, wow, but I understand it. So from a musical standpoint and a you know music business standpoint, that was a game changer. 2003, 
The Black Album was released by Jay-Z, and my relationship with hip-hop was never the same after that. That particular era, I enjoyed the most. That style of production, which was coming, you know, the J-Dos of the world and the, and the Wu-Tangs of the world were developing their own chops and they were producing things a certain way. It wasn't, it wasn't rap of the 80s, late 90s, it was something else. And so for me, it was like, it had a huge influence on why I do what I do now, what I aspire to do, what I do now, and helping me understand how to mix this stuff because you have to have some sort of relationship with the type of music you're mixing or you can't mix it. I mean, you can do a good job and you can separate frequencies and you can use compression to make certain things heard and you can move faders, but to really mix it, you have to really understand it. So that record helped me understand production in a different way and led me to really understand that era, you know, in a way in which I don't think I could have without it. So that's a personal thing and that's a musical thing. And that is it. Those are my five. Wow. Music has influenced your life from left to right, up and down. Yes, sir. I guess, you know, when it's all said and done, music allows us to do what we do just the way we want to do it. I would say. So, cool, cool. So, um, before we move to Moby, uh, Moco Cowboy put his top five up. Um, he has Nirvana, never mind. Yep. Arcade Fire. Ah, Funeral bringing indie music mainstream. Yes, sir. Arcade Fire, yep. Um, thriller. Yep. I assume he's talking about Michael Jackson Thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making music physicals he- videos huge and setting their downfall due to expenses involved <laughs> very true very true <laughs> will smith wild wild west combining a bespoke soundtrack with the movie yo i low-key like the wild wild west song man low-key it's on it's on my spotify it gets played it's every the only now thing and good then. about that entire film i mean it's awesome. we're not talking about we're not talking about the film Please, well, when, knows, we, when you bring about. it up it takes me to a dark place <laughs> I, I don't think it was that bad but i understand what you're saying oh my god um, and then number five, TBD. I guess he, he ain't thought about number five yet. Um, so, all right, Moby. I mean, you got AG and got Moco Cowboy. How you going to follow that up so you can make mine look terrible? I mean, I don't know if mine's going to make you look terrible. But um, so in 1992, I had an um, epiphany. And it was two things that happened. Um, one... I realized I was a heterosexual male. And two, I realized that I really, really love like lyrics. And it was when I saw Sade's No Ordinary Love music I video. Knew it. I knew it. Her I being that mer- look, look, man, like that was a pivotal moment <laughs> in music for me and life for me because like, <laughs> I, two things were established right off the bat. I like women. And I, I love lyrics. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so, Sade's I mean, a really good place to start. I'm just saying. Uh, I knew Sade was gonna be here somewhere. Though. I mean, look, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's it's my list. That's why she yeah. up here. I, I'm not shocked she's the first one. Either. <laughs> well, I kind of went. I, I kind of went in date order. I went in order. So um, another song happened in 1992. Um, and I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard it. I was in Petersburg. I was P-town. playing basketball. No, not not. It's the original P Town. Okay, the original P Town that no one's ever referred to as P Town, but you. 
<laughs> hey, hey man I'm taking it back I'm taking it back but Pete Rock CF Smooth reminisce over you um once again it was when I realized I was really really starting to love lyrics and like the story he told the whole uh, everything about that that whole reminisce over you song or T- Troy it, it's it's every every time i drive by that place in petersburg like that spot that i first heard that song is like solidified based on that song so that's that's a personal thing for me but um 1994 um outcast released players ball and first of all that was the beginning of the south being respected as real legit rappers and not just party booty bounce music artists but it was also like the same year that i moved to virginia from georgia so to me it was had a special place to me because they were talking about what i remembered so like everything that they were talking about it was a real regional thing and yes it is a christmas song not having that special. <laughs> Everyone start that argument again. But I have that special. We're not doing it. It, it doing is it. a Christmas song. Stop Moby, it, don't make this show last three hours, man. Don't make this show man. last three hours. Please I'm, 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 I'm resisting. Right, I, I, I'll move on to the next one. 1996. Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. Um, nice. This was such a pivotal change in music. Um, I won't say it was like the beginning of... It was it was a true blend of hip hop and R and B, like taking place again in the nineties. Like it had already started, but um also, to my knowledge, I mean I know it happened before, but I don't remember anyone ever being so known for ad lib as Wycliffe was for just saying one time, like. <laughs> but I mean, it was featured and it was an amazing song. So you're, no. it's, it's, it becomes a rememberable. It becomes a memorable moment. Yeah, so I can't remember anyone else ever being known for ad lib more than that. Like that's one of the most iconic ad libs ever. He didn't have any part in the song for real, <laughs> but he ad libbed on it. I thought that was plas. No. Okay. No, it was not prize. Prize was just doing Damn. what prize does like he was he was, he was around he was that around that, <laughs> at least at least the dude who talked deep in the boys and man joint did stuff class was mean, just there i mean prize rapped i mean i mean he doesn't have any memorable songs that you remember i mean because ghetto superstar I was say, exactly I right. say, except ghetto superstar that was his one that he uh, was part of and it was only good well it was only listable because my was in it i mean look you know that's your opinion I don't necessarily disagree with it, but it's it's your opinion. The next one is um look man, anytime we have a music discussion, I'm probably gonna mention this song, but 2000 Outcast released Bombs Over Baghdad. And if that wasn't such a shift in music, first of all, Outcast has been a part of like three shifts in music, but that one, I mean, just the upbeat of it, I mean, everything about that song changed what a rapper was allowed to do and still be called a rapper because there's a lot of music that's out now that we classify as hip-hop and rap that 20 plus years ago we would have never classified them as rap so that song that moment like just it spawned the 
the space and area that you could occupy and still call yourself a rapper. So there you have it. That, there's my five. Well, all right. And That's it is good. it is a Christmas song, man. It was on a Christmas album, man. He couldn't let it go. Couldn't it's let on it go. A Christmas album. This is not going to be a three-hour show, man. <laughs> I'm letting go, it go. go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm letting it go. We've already had discussion once. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not bringing it back up. So, um, so, and I, t- I took the my five to be a little different. Um, I, I took it more about me and my, and my musical, um, growth, I'll say. Um, and it's a very weird musical growth. So, please, please just remember that. Um, the first one I had was, um, Flashlight by Parliament Funkadelic. Now, I didn't put dates by mine because I want, I just didn't do it. Um, but I was like five or six and, you know, dad played, dad plays music, you know, and after a couple times, you know, Parliament Funkadelic, he likes that album. He played that album quite a bit. Um, and Flashlight was always the one that kept me up a little bit. But then the more I started listening to it, that's when I really started to like it. So, you know, I'd be a flashlight. I'd sing in the bed. And I'm like only five or six. And, you know, eventually I'd fall asleep. But for me, that that was my first real introduction to music that wasn't necessarily like kid music. And I mean, people want to talk about the Jackson 5. But I mean, the Jackson 5 at the beginning, for the most part, except for a couple songs, was kind of meant for children. Uh, my personal opinion. Like ABC. Family friendly music. Yeah. That's, that's like ABC. Part. Like I listened to that. ABC. You know, that was cool. But Parliament, when I heard Flashlight, it just, you know, when you're five or six, man, that takes you to a different, oh, what's, what are they talking about? You know, um, in the 80s. So I have come to grips with this one fact that I've denied myself for years. I actually like 80s music because every time I turn around, and I listen to, I might listen to one thing on the 80s music. Oh, I like that. And then it started to come more and more. And I was like, you, you spiral, man. You just spiral. Yeah. Man. And, and after a while, I just came to a thing with Ruben. You like 80s music. It's it an hurts underrated my heart. decade. It's an it underrated hurt. decade, man. But it hurts my heart, <laughs> man. Because I used to talk mad junk about 80s music. I mean, like, because it's easy junk. to. Because it's easy to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll put it on blast. I like 80s music. Um, so I didn't really get into rock and roll music or with all that stuff until I heard my first song, which is very embarrassing. When I heard Warren's Cherry Pie, I was like, what's so embarrassing about that? I mean, no, it's, I mean, I think it's a good song. I mean, the lyrics are pretty much almost like WAP, but you know, that's my first experience into that world, you know? Because let's be real, we all know what Cherry Pie they talking about. So, I mean, you know, that was that was new to me. And I was like, okay. And as I tried to figure out what they were talking about, I was like, oh, that's what they're talking about. But, you know, um, I appreciate the wording that they use without coming out and, say, and just basically saying it. The video came out and said it. But, you know, the, the lyrics didn't really come out and say it as much. Um, then, of course... Um, NWA after police I mean you know I think I've told the story before basically that's when I when I first heard NWA me and my friends would trade tapes I would record the tape on my dad's joint and give it back the next day 
you know, and stuff like that. And that's how I heard. Dubbing. Yeah, dubbing, man. <laughs> Cause hey, you that, that, that's a slang term. These kids don't understand. Nah. You gonna dub? You gonna nah. dub that for me? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even understand what a cassette tape is, bro. Oh, yeah, I mean, you because you always had that one kid in your grade who would get all this cool all the stuff. stuff. Like, yo, you yep. gotta dub that for me, bro. Oh, that, yo, man, let me get that for one night, man. I get back to you tomorrow. All right, and you know that sort of thing, man. And that's how I got my music. You know, for real, all my music I wasn't supposed to have. And this is when I, not another reason why I love my parents. My parents were pretty much like, you can listen to whatever you want to listen to as long as your door is closed and it's not loud where I can hear in the other room. Headphones. That's all I need to hear. That's before headphones, bro. But yeah. And then when I might set the headphones, it was over. That's how I listened to the whole first Chronic album right there. Ah. Somebody, somebody dubbed that for me. Oh, somebody <laughs> game changer. That changed a lot too. That, yeah. How did that stay yeah. off my list? Anyway. Hey, um, ain't nothing but a G thing was like my next, like the, the next song out, man. You know, I was going to put Dr. Drip here, but I thought it was a little too cliche. How um, can it be cliche if it affected you? Eh, I, I, I would say it, it didn't affect me as much as it probably affected everybody else because I was already in that NWA life anyway. So I was that didn't do. Oh, you, I mean, you was out here in these streets saying after police. <laughs> man, I was like after police. I was like straight out of Petersburg. You had a fat, you had a fat girl on your job. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know I was really going to finish that statement. You know what? Moby gonna get a talking to for that. I'm just saying, man. I almost got the harpoon gun. <laughs> See, both of y'all gonna get talked to now. Yeah, sorry, mom. Um, so I, you know, <laughs> then another phase in my life, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Yo, it's groundbreaking record. About, that was a game changer, about, man. You talking about blow? But you know what? Here's the thing about that: a lot of people didn't know. Nirvana was the first album or cassette or whatever you want to do that had a hidden track in it. If you listen to all the way, there's like a 50 minute, like nothing in the, in, in the CD, the cassette, whatever. There's one more song at the end of it. That's not Blue. true. What? That's not true. They're not the first person people to do that. It's not I thought the they were. No. Who was the first person? Dave Matthews did that in one of his records. And that was well before them. What? Like, you, you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. But yo, between that. And honestly, that wasn't the al- that wasn't the track on the album that I love the most. It's called Territorial Pissings. It's like a minute and a half of straight fast music. It's awesome. Listen to it if you haven't. I'd check and, it out. Yeah, Territorial Pissings, man. It's great. And then the last one. I don't know, man. It was just so cool. Like I could have picked a lot of other cool songs, but yo. Souls of Mischief, 93 till infinity. Bruh. Yo. That, that changed my life, Yo, man. That's, that's a track right there, man. There was a one-hit wonder, but yeah. that track changed my life. And what's it called it was, again? It's 93 called, till infinity, man. My Souls okay, I gotta listen to that now. Yo, Yo it's a hot track. Wait a minute, who did it? Souls, Souls of, of Mischief. Mischief. Souls of Mischief. See, okay. I, knew, I knew I was gonna get somebody with that. Yo, that track it just crushed it man yo that's that's yo I, that's a dope track 
Like I, I, I still listen to that. It's on, it's it's on my Spotify list right it's now. It's on my too. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like it is just so cool. And these dudes are just talking about a whole bunch of everything. And they talking about Oakland. They basically just talking yeah. about a day in Oakland, man. That's it. But it's so it's, <laughs> it's like because don't get it twisted. I love Tribe and I love all that. And I almost put Tribe on my list, but I was like, yo, nine three to Infinity. They will never be known for anything else other than that. And that is, if that's what you know for, I ain't mad at you because 93 Infinity is so dope. It's almost like, it's almost like they. I just always they, wanted to be one of the dudes at the end of that song where they said he was chilling. Like, yo, Moby, yeah. you know, he, he know he's still chilling. <laughs> like, I wish they would have called my name out. I'd be like, yeah. You know, and, um, and like, I feel like they took Ice Cube's um, A Good Day. And just like remix it for themselves and it was just so i don't know because i feel like you expect something crazy to happen and it just doesn't it's just it's just chilling so i mean i forgot what song they sampled from it's like a jazz song that yeah they sampled over it oh so dope man yeah ag once you hear that man it's gonna change your life i hear you i will 932 infinity i'm gonna check it out we're going to work yep you're gonna listen to that thing like three times in a row it's a classic man yeah. like it's, it's, it's a straight up i mean classic. is it a classic like pinky ring yeah okay yeah it's a classic pinky ring that's my song right there but i, hey, I mean and, and literally i can't think of another song souls of mischief made but i really and I, I know no, i'm pretty they sure had it, al- they, they had, had an album. album but like i just <sighs> i think that's the only video they came out with and i don't know of them having a second song of anything they could have but it won't anywhere close to 93 till infinity and the other the last one I'll, I'll drop i'll drop this nugget of classic on you that if you haven't heard you need the doc oh i love that guy yep his I'm, so, album, I'm sorry he lost his voice but i love that dude it was good yo that that cd Fire. i remember when i bought that cd it cost me 18 dollars ouch when cds were like 12 that's how much of a classic it was it was like you paying top dollar for this son i still own that cd the DOC. Mm. Yeah, I agree. All right. Mo B, you look like you ain't never heard of DOC before. What are you talking about, man? Yeah, I've heard of DOC, man. Come on, man. Just making sure, man. Just making sure. All right. So, AG, what else is on your mind, brother? Well, this is a message to my partially, partially black people. Whether you're on Oprah or with your oh, friends. Oh. Oh, hold, hold, stop. What, what, what? Can you define partially black people? Yeah, black people that have lots of ethnicity to them, but but they're, you know, they're dominantly black. You know what I'm okay. talking about? Nah, I'm, I'm lost. Tiger Woods? So they're mixed, but they're mostly black. Half. But they're predominantly identified as black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I'm good, good now. Okay. <laughs> so whether you're on Oprah, and that's that's a shout out to Tiger Woods, or you're with your friends, if you have any black in you, the world sees you as such. The world will not recognize you in any other way. They might recognize your heritage, but the best they're going to do for you is call you a mutt. So you can answer any way you want to, but if you have a lot of ethnicity in you and you're black, even if you're a percentage point, 
you black. That's how the world will see you. So just don't be shocked and get your feelings hurt when the world treats you as such. That's what I got. All right. <laughs> I mean, what don't you understand? Nah, nah, I, I understand. I and, mean, and really, all of this was brought on by that whole Tiger Woods thing, which reminded me. That's funny, Moco Cowboy. I just, that's funny. Yeah, I saw that. Because <laughs> Oprah I'm, just asked the dude, oh, that's just, that's so, that's so cold blooded. Just so, that's so checked up. Anyway. <laughs> As I spent a whole dialogue about how I'm. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Because, that's I mean, what, Oprah just asked the dude. I, Oprah asked to do straight up, or, you know, which I understand why she was doing it because people were kind of talking about it. And he was I like, he went on to name a whole lot of things and then summed it up with a name that I don't recall right now. And it's just like, okay, well, we're not black. Do I understand why black people are upset about that? Sure. But the idea in his particular case, and you know, especially you black, if Nike played a black car for you, that was your introduction to the world. Nike playing purposely playing the black card and it's just like and that's fair to me because no matter where you go you're still going to be the first black whatever you're not going to be the first all the other things that you named you're going to be the first black whatever and that's all I'm saying and when the police chase you you're still going to be the the black suspect exactly (laughs) you know how cool would this world be if nobody asked what race you are it would be cool but it's never going to happen Oh, I didn't say it was gonna happen. I'm just saying that it would be cool. So anyway, I mean, that's my thing. Well, all right, all right, Moby. <laughs> just say Moby. <laughs> Moco got your ass. <laughs> yeah. Just say it. Just say it. I mean, that's cool, Moco. I got you. You're right. Um, Shout out to Moco. You you ain't no different than anyone else who questions um my blackness due to my. Um, limited pigmentation and freckles and red hair, but yeah, yeah, they, they made black gingers. Apparently, I'm I'm proof. I mean, they could have just called you the redheaded kingpin. That'd have been way too many words for, for no reason. Just just call me black. I'm cool. Light skin. I, I'm cool with light skin. I mean, red but, bone. I mean, you know, big red. You know, I don't I don't care. Actually, big red's pretty good. That's like <laughs> big red's a gum. No, actually, Big Red is uh, the character in uh, the Five Heartbeats. My it's office hours are from nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew a quote wow. was coming. I knew a quote was coming. Wow, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, man. <laughs> God. All right, man. Last thing on my well, what's on my mind is um to all you um let's say newfound uppity people who um now have a problem with um i don't know wet ass pussy being on the grammys and and these women basically sexualizing themselves and now they're a part of the downfall of society i would love to support your um your fight for morale but um yeah if you ever were listening to just put it in your mouth if you ever if you ever ever bump slob on my knob if you ever ever listen to um female dogs ain't nothing but hoes and tricks if you 
<laughs> just, just miss me with your newfound morality like like it, it can't work both ways now, you can want people to do better you can have growth hey you missed one you missed one I, I, there's plenty of them man she swallowed <laughs> she swallowed it just want to put that out there go ahead sorry bitch better have my money um, and and there was a part two to that there's a part two to slide on my knob I mean really? I didn't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is if, if, you, if, if you ever were bumping any of these things if you ever was listening to Ludacris use a hoe Oh, like oh. You, j- just, I thought you were asking. Yeah, just, just miss me with your newfound morality. Like, I understand your growth. I, I'm cool with your growth, but allow others to grow too before you just go on the, your your high horse campaign and start protesting the Grammys because two women who performed the song "Wet Ass Pussy" had limited amounts of clothing on and were doing things that you may seem or may think are indecent. Like just, just be real. Don't be a hypocrite. Be real. Say it's trashy, but don't act like you above it. Because when the you know when when it's just you in your car, don't act like you on bumping that wet ass pussy. And that's all I got, man. <laughs> just the way you said that. <laughs> he said it know. all quiet storm. <laughs> Quiet Storm. <laughs> how how is it that every station had the same Quiet Storm song? Because I mean, there's only a handful just... of songs for for a segment no, that every no, radio no. station has. No, I'm talking about the theme song because everybody's Quiet Storm theme song was Quiet Storm, blah, 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 whatever it was after that. Well, but I mean, it was always that. Well, radio was like a, radio, that a radio are... one. Was that a Radio One syndicate? So any station that was a radio one syndicate station played that yeah i thought i thought all of because there are some that weren't radio one stations but i thought they all just somebody just did that for 15 seconds and got paid exactly because number one all, uh, there's only a handful of people that own all the radio stations that's number one and number two you're exactly right there is somebody that goes in and does the copy puts it on puts it on tape and then everybody uses it just saying okay awesome so what is on my mind today? You know what's on my mind today? Absolutely nothing. I got, I All got right, nothing. Two people. <laughs> 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 no, let me stop. So, what's on my mind today is the fact that I am still single. Um, I have no children. I would like to get married one day. Um, yeah, I mean. I think I'm kind of cute. I, I think that I'm a nice guy. You know, I got limited amounts of cash. But, I mean, when it's all said and done, it's time for me to find a young lady to spend the rest of my life with. I'm going to follow AG and, and get married a little later in life and, and stuff like that. But the reason why I even bring this up is because yesterday, for the millionth time, I watched I Think I Love My Wife. And... First of all, that's a funny-ass movie. <laughs> However, you know, I kind of see, like, how some marriages, like, I guess with my friends, y'all two are my friends, and I have other friends, and most of my friends are married or in long relationships or whatever. So, like, I sat and watched that movie with a different set of eyes. 
you know, my 47-year-old eyes. Because I think the last time I saw him, I mean, like, 39 or something. It's a pretty old movie. So, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if I get married, is my life going to be like this? And then I thought about it again. It's like, hell no, it's not going to be like this. I can't do that. Because, like, what I don't understand the most is that there's a part when they're, they're seeing the... Um, the psychologist, the marriage counselor. And then the marriage counselor asks them, who is not married, which Chris Rock says a number of times, just to let you know, the marriage counselor is not married, giving relationship advice to people who've been married. And he has a problem with that. But, you know, she's like, have y'all gotten physical? And she was like, well, no, nah, we hadn't done that. And then at that point in time, I guess he had given up. <laughs> so he was like, well, you know, I just... I want to love her for the time I have, whatever. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, if I got married, even at this age, I don't know if I could stop having sex in like five years. I would lose my mind. Why would you think you're going to do that? I mean, I don't know. Because I hear horror stories, man. Like, I got a lot of friends who are married. And I got a lot of friends who are just like, yeah, we don't have sex anymore. And I'm just like, I don't understand that. Like, because sex, I think, is an important part of marriage because that means that you're physically attracted to each other. But once again, I'm a single guy, so what the hell do I know? You know, And maybe I'm just thinking about this in a, a vacuum and what I wish my life were to be and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's time to get back on the high horse. So I think I'm going to start doing that. I think I'm going to try to put myself out there a little bit more. Thank you for wrapping that up the way you did because at first I'm like, are you doing like a podcast version of a Tinder advertisement for yourself? <laughs> like, bro, like, can't nobody swipe left right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but what you can do is go down below and look at all the ways you can follow me and us. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, if you have a DM, I take DMs, but no catfishing. I don't do all that craziness. Because if I can't touch you and see you, we ain't never getting together. So we can forget that. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not sending you no money because I am ca- I ain't broke, but I ain't sending you none of my order of money. And then two, I mean, let's be real, man. If you you are not ever going to put me in a position that I got to call MTV to find somebody. And it's never that serious. Man, if you get catfished in 2021, there's zero sympathy. It's your fault. It's your fault. You wanted to get catfished. You're asking for it. And it ain't going to be the kid. Actually, e-money is dropping knowledge. Marriage marriage is what you make it. Sexy is on the list, but communication is the key. Those are are huge. Because a lot of the information that you're... And this is going to be a whole nother podcast. I'm going to make it short. Your fear is based on people who... Whose decisions may be questionable. Because not having sex anymore... There's a lot of reasons why. There just is. And it's not always a woman withholding. And if she is withholding, sometimes it's not all her. Sometimes she's withholding for a reason. So you have to make sure that you do the right things to start with. Just make sure of that. Any question that you have, anything that's a deal breaker, accept the fact that that's what it is. And so when you meet a woman and she doesn't check all the boxes, then you got to move on. Otherwise, you will completely understand what you were talking about, which I don't want for you. Oh, been there, done that. 
Well, that's all I'm saying. So you already know. And, oh, and don't yeah. get don't get it twisted. Like you ain't gonna be in the honeymoon stage where you just you know slanging and banging every night. But that's because that, that's because life happens. But oh, you, okay. you ain't gonna if you you going years without it. That's <laughs> yeah. Y'all not y'all not doing the, the communication thing that that E Money talked about. Y'all not doing any of that. I apparently. mean, we ain't doing nothing else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's man. I couldn't imagine it. But hey, it is what it is. Well, that's all I saw in my mind. And I, overshare. Love it. But look, that is the episode, oh, this episode of Five Minute Warning. Like to thank everybody for watching and listening. Um, Especially all the ladies that are going to slide in his DM now. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> Never in life has anybody slid into my DMs. And if it did, I wouldn't know what it looked like. So I'm just going to put it out there. If you slide in the DM, you might get lost. Because I, I don't even know what would happen. I don't, like, I don't even know how. What? Does it say DM slide it? I mean, I don't even know what happened. Like when somebody slides in the DMs. Like how, how would I even know on my phone? Like, and I, and I worked for, a, I've been working for a cell company for a minute. I still don't know what it would look like on my phone if somebody were to slide my DM. I mean, you can do that Twitter and IG thing, but I got no clue. So you might want to hit me on both. Maybe an email too. I mean, email. be like, yo. I'm you might saying. as well give you an address and ask somebody to write you a letter. <laughs> 444 Spute Street. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing to say. Just nothing. <laughs> But if somebody slide my DM, I'll let everybody know because Lord knows. Yeah, whatever. But yes, if you want to follow us, definitely. Ah, right there. Yeah, I get, I'm messing up here. Right there. Hey, AG, point to yours too. Yes, because if you don't point to it, nobody will ever exactly. see it. Exactly. Nope. Even though it's on the screen, nobody sees it. And then follow us, of course. Five minute warning and all that beautiful stuff. Tell a friend, you know. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, that's cold, tell, buddy. Tell everybody you know. Uh, follow us on on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for people who are e money, Moco Cowboy, and everybody else who is staying in tune. <laughs> Moco Cowboy, you got me. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I'm about to say, stay safe out. Stay safe out there. Thursday we'll drop this on the podcast we will see you next sunday ag mo b thank you for being here hey we out stay safe out there have a good weekend or week rather peace you can send any questions or comments to five minute warning 19 at gmail.com the five minute warning can now be heard on spotify apple podcast breaker google podcast and radio public Share, like, subscribe. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search 5-Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace. Stay safe out there.